0: Don't think of us as a place to just hear sports talk. Think of us more as an all-you-can-listen buffet of live on live matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. Bon ah! We are the Sports Grid
1: Radio Network. We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. All right, all in a band shower number two on a Monday night uh, with Mafia on my side. Oklahoma State up 63-61 with a minute 16 left. And Texas Tech has The Rock down two. Great finish at uh, Iba in Stillwater. It's as good as it gets. Look at McClung. Pulls up from the free throw line with a pump fake dagger and hits it. Ties the game. Boy, that kid can play. Remember, he transferred from Georgetown. He can flat out play. Boy, he went to Lubbock and just took over that team. That little white boy can flat out ball. You know, I and I'm watching this game. I won't deny Cunningham's got the uh you know physical attributes and the, you know, the size. You can see he's ripped and et cetera, et cetera. But the reality is, you know, I'm not falling over watching him play maybe it's just me i you know i don't know like i've heard all this stuff about you know he's uh, far and away the the top pick in the draft and he's got 18 tonight uh, 18 5 and 2 i'm not going to deny the kid can play but um i'm not overwhelmed by him I, there's i don't see what the fascination is i really don't like I'm just watching him uh, go through the paces of this game. And, I mean, he's he's got 18, and he's doing his thing, and he's bringing the ball up, and he's running the offense. And that's about all he's doing. I, I just, you know, I, I won't deny that 18's a solid game, whatever. But, you know, when I watch guys that are, in my opinion, guys that are going to be the number one draft pick, You know, the top player in the country, just hands down, right? I mean, shouldn't a guy have, like, 28, 30 points in this game? It's a big game, national television. They're playing on ESPN. It's a great rivalry game. And, you know, this is a chance to show off, right, isn't it? Just show everybody what you're made of. And to me, like, I would have had 18 in this game. I mean, he should have 30 if he's such a badass. You know what I mean, Mafia? Like, he's not... He doesn't stand out to me at all. In fact, I think the little kid McClung is a better player. I'm sitting there watching him just hitting daggers. Meanwhile, I saw Cunningham hit a wing shot, but he's not doing anything at all, nothing at all that blows me away that I'm sitting here going, man, I got to get my hands on him as the number one. What will we be like without him? How will we ever run our franchise without him? I mean, honestly, what have you seen him do at Oklahoma State besides – Well, you know, nothing. What has he done at at Oklahoma State this year that's so fascinating that he's the number one pick? I just can't figure it out. Would you take him seriously? Like, you're going to take him number one over all these other really great players and even, like, Garza? And I know Garza's as white as they come, but that guy put, you know, he'll pour in 25 to 30 every single time he plays.
2: Yeah, he's good. He's awesome, especially for that level. The problem is that his game, I don't think, translates as well to, you know, the NBA. I think this kid, what he's shown as a freshman, I think, is a lot. I know it's not, you know, the highlight real spectacular that you're expecting, but you you also got to remember he's on a team where everyone's focused on him because there really isn't much talent otherwise around him, and still he's made them a good team, way better than they should be, and he's still able to get 18 to 20 with everyone focused strictly on him.
1: Fair enough. It's like I'm not stupid. I I, I saw the guys having a good game, but it's not a great game. It's not – it's not like he's bowling me over. We welcome in our radio affiliate, Sirius XM Channel Two Hundred Four, Mightier Ten Ninety Sports Map Radio, Sports Byline USA, Armed Forces Radio. I'm Pharrell with Mafia on a Monday night on the bench. So uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not blown away by him. So you know that's great. He's the greatest player ever. Going to be the number one draft pick in the NBA, and I'm just like, okay, w- whatever. Uh, yeah, thanks, yawn. Meanwhile, I'm watching some five foot ten white kid hitting daggers from everywhere on the floor. Now, look, I bet on Oklahoma State. I'm not saying the kid's not a good player. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying I'm not blown away by him. I just – I watched him play tonight, and I'm just like, okay. Like, I've watched him play a couple times this year where I, I watched uh, – because I don't really – how should I put it, give a rat's ass about Oklahoma State basketball Uh, any more than I do Oklahoma State football. You know, I've been hearing about Gundy and Oklahoma State football every year uh, since he's been there, that they're this great, you know, offense and everything else, and they never amount to a hill of beans, ever. They never do. And what is, you know, let's face facts, uh, since Eddie Sutton – in my opinion, they've never done anything in, in college basketball. I mean, that's just the bottom line. He was the best coach they ever had. And, uh, you know, even when he was there, they didn't get it done. And now they they never get it done. Now, I get it. He's the number one player. That's fine. Congratulations. Like, who would you rather have? Do you think that kid's better than Anthony Edwards? Like, you already see this guy posterizing people in the NBA. Do you think that this kid, Cunningham, is going to go into the NBA and just start throwing down on people like Edwards does? I want to see it to believe it. I mean, I hope I'm wrong. I hope the kid's the greatest player ever.
0: That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Your search is over. You've found it. What you've been looking for. The definitive culmination of the state of the art of, of sports, sports talk. talk. This is the winning edge. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network.
1: 844, 68, 79 to get on. That was abrupt. Anyway, uh, so at the end of this game, uh, just terrible defense by Oklahoma State. Now, McClung missed the three on the right wing, out on the uh I mean NBA range. He threw up an air ball. And the ball hit the backboard, and they slapped it out to the left wing three-point line where a guy caught the ball and he literally pump faked and they bit and he threw the ball under the basket standing all alone literally showering under the basket and soaping up and literally and and having a cappuccino uh with uh uh little what's the uh you know those things you dip in there mafia like the little uh cookie you dip in the cappuccino it's like a little like biscotti. yeah yeah he was having a biscotti he was down there he was having a biscotti because he was under the basket having a shower a little biscotti had a cappuccino going his girlfriend was uh giving him a foot massage I mean, this guy was standing all alone under the basket, and he made a basket with 2.8 seconds left to tie the game. Then they go down. They still got a three off at the end of the game after a jump ball. They got the ball, threw it out to the top of the perimeter, and the kid threw up a shot, hit the front of the rim, and and doinked it. And now they're going to a five-minute overtime. And I got to tell you, the minute I saw that bad defense where they had the game won, they had it won, they were up two. McClung shoots an air ball three. I mean, could have taken someone's eye out. It was so bad. And then it hits the backboard. They get the ball out to the wing. He throws it under the basket for the easy layup. Nobody's standing 10 feet from him. That's how wide open this kid was. Their defense was so bad on that play that they got burned. And now you know what's going to happen, right? Like, I will keel over if they win this game because – mavi do you feel like when you have a game one it, i mean you have it over oh, it's over against a, a ranked team you got the game you're up to no time left and you force a brick air ball from a guy from 28 feet out and he shoots nothing but like bricks flying through the air like in a like in a bombing <laughs> like a, they were like they were it was like world war ii they were sending bombs from the sky and taking out towns I'm telling you that's what that's how bad that shot was and the fact that they got a basket out of that untouched layup standing under the basket having a biscotti that then then you lose the game because you you you've already blown the game now you go lose it right but watch they'll win by nine but do you think they'll lose it now after they blew it seriously they had the game one.
2: I mean, that was just a boneheaded play. You saw all of them, like all five of them follow the ball like it was dogs. You know, like the dog, you, you have the ball and you fake it one way, he looks that way, and then you fake it the other way, he looks the other way. Like, right. He's just following the ball the whole time with his eyes. Like That's what all five of those guys were like, all of them running out there to the three-point line. Like that was going to save the game, like forgetting, hey, only one of you needs to defend this guy. Everyone else could just stay back and wait for another crappy rebound. Yeah, that was a terrible defensive play, but I'm not going to say they're going to lose it just on that because I, I will give them credit. You know, we were talking earlier about how, you know, Texas Tech is definitely a more veteran team. More, you know, knows what they're doing in this kind of situation. Team, although I do remember a couple of weeks ago, I actually won money on Oklahoma State. They were like plus four hundred, down three late against Texas. Came back and won in double overtime, I think. Though, so they have been in this situation before, yeah. so they can do it.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, they're at the line right now and they're up three. With, you know, still four and a half minutes to go, but they're up three. And, you know, the kid boons at the line. He's hit six of nine. He's got 18. All I know is uh, when the ref made the call on that foul, that McClung grabbed both of his ears like like Mickey Mouse and was laughing at the ref. That's how bad the call was. He was, like, laughing at him. He's like, oh, my God, you just made that call. I have Mickey Mouse ears. That's, he just gave him the business. I like watching the little it. white boy play. You blew it! You blew it! Like when Mafia plays that twice, just so in case you missed it the first time and you didn't find that funny, then the second time it hits you like right in the face. It really does. I have to tell you, Mafia, I went outside tonight and I uh, shuffled. What I like to refer to as hundred pound snow. Yes, it was like because I know you were I know you were out there because you you couldn't use the snowblower. You couldn't use the snowblower. I didn't. I didn't think I wasn't doing it to mine. My and mine can cut through trees. It's so badass. But I'm not even. I wouldn't even try it because that's how heavy that snow was. It was water. It was like it was like um, yeah. It was like snow cones. That's what it it was like. But it was you know. Slush, but it was heavy, heavy D like I started I did the whole thing with a shovel and I got like a pretty big driveway. Right. I was literally I mean, honestly, when I was (laughs) when I was done, I thought I had been dragged by a truck because I'm in great shape. And I did it, but I did it. I did it fairly quickly. I did it fast. Right. And I was like, all right, this is 100 pounds snow. Every shovel was 100 pounds. And I'm like, and that's heavy. You know, that's like picking up st- like big, giant, you know, mortar bricks for a house, the foundation of the house, right? I'm sitting there, 100 pound bags. If you do a 100 pound bag, no big deal. Try doing, you know, 5,000 of them. You know what I mean? That's how many swoops you do when you're shoveling your driveway, if you got a big driveway. So I'm out there, and I need mean to tell you, this snow weighed 100 pounds of whack. Every time I lifted it, my onions were like, <laughs> and i and i lift weights every day of my life but i it didn't matter because this was wet heavy ass snow and i was like i mean the language coming out of my mouth on that driveway because i just was so i'm so sick and tired of it and then i'm out there living a hundred pound like snow cone ice It was so effing heavy, Mafia. You can't even deny it, because I know you got hit with it, too. And it was heavy. It was wet, heavy snow. It wasn't... Like, at the end of my driveway, it was like Lake Louise. It was like ice. It was like a frozen lake in Montreal. It was literally... It was like frozen water. Like, I could have, like, served it for dinner. But it was, you know, gray and filled with car cack. All I know is... I wasn't going near that. It was ankle deep. And I was like, I told 34 C I was like, listen, just when you go to the bottom, just hit it. <laughs> go just go right through it and just hit it. Because you don't want to get slowed up and now you can get stuck in it, even with a big rig. Were you were you dealing with heavy snow, Mafia?
2: Yeah, I was. You know, it was a situation where I've been so tired of shoveling that when we Take had like, it. you know, there was like two or three inches of snow earlier today. It was like light, fluffy snow. I'm like, uh uh-uh. uh. I heard it's going to go wintery mix later, on, mix later on. I'm not shoveling this. I was just hoping it was going to wash it all the way. And instead, it, you know, it bit me in the ass. And I had to deal with all that slush. Because then I took the dog out after the show, before, after uh, Coast to Coast, you know, go to the bathroom. And I walked and I'm like, oh, if I leave this here, I know it's going to freeze over tonight. And everywhere, you know, on my property, is going to be like an ice rink. And I don't want that going to my car tomorrow. So got out there, started shoveling. You know, i take a break between, you know, shoveling and come in and eat a little bit and then go back out and finish it. Yeah, it was a pain in the ass.
1: Did you just see that uh, turnover by Texas Tech in this game? Like, literally, literally the guy got hammered. He, I mean, they literally, I think they cut his arms off. They cut his arms off. No call. And you know what they got for it? A turnover going the other way. And another no call. They're, they're just not calling. They put the whistles away, apparently, in the overtime. Because I saw two fouls in a row. And they just completely blew it off. They completely blew it off. But it is what it is. I'd rather play ball than uh, have a bunch of uh, calls, honestly. Because I just wanted to say before anything else happens on the show that I hate all referees, including family members. If you're like a family member ref, I hate you too. All right, all on the bench. You know, uh, I was just talking to Mafia, and he, I'm excited to tell him the same story again, but shorter, is that, uh, you know, Bob Knight was in Lubbock, and he coached at Texas Tech at the end of his career. But I said, lit- literally, I know him, like the back of my hand, and he, if you left that guy wide open that tied the game with two, 2.8 seconds left on the when you had shut him down on the three and he shot an air ball, McClung, and it hit the back of the backboard and then rolled all the way out to the wing. And then that guy throws it under the basket for a layup with 2.8 left to tie the game when you got him by two in your building and they're ranked and you got him by two with, you know, 2.8 left and you you let that play happen. I'm telling you. He would have eaten the kid alive that cause guaranteed he would have figured out who screwed it up. He would have known immediately who screwed it up. And cause in my opinion, they obviously they screwed it up. And they should have won the game right then and there. But he would have lit him up like A, like in front of everybody. Then he would have after the game, would have told him how stupid he was. Now, people don't like hearing this, but that's the reality of it. Like, this guy didn't sugarcoat it. There was no, uh, you know, be friendly, uh, you know, what do they call it, the, the uh, you know, <laughs> cancel culture, mafia. You know, Bob Knight wouldn't have fit in with the cancel culture because if you made that play, you would have been canceled. He would have. You would have sat. You would have not played in overtime. He would have humiliated you on the bench and – after the game, he would have done you in the locker room in front of everybody else. And then uh, and then he would have done it uh, the next day at practice. He would have brought it up again. Maybe in the following day, too. Game was on Saturday. Sunday, he told everybody. Monday, Tuesday, he's still talking bad about you. Next time you play, you're sitting at the end of the bench wondering why you're getting no burn at all. And it's because he thinks you're a stupid ass. Now, the other thing about Knight that was interesting was that he went... When he coached at West Point, they figured out at that point in his career, the the world and the media figured out that he was smart. And then uh, they were like, Uh oh, he's good at coaching and now he's winning. And then, you know, make a long story longer, he went to Indiana and coached there for thirty years and won, you know, three national championships. All I know is is that <laughs> he would have figured out who screwed up that last play and they would have he might have made him walk home. He would have made him call her mommy and get a ride home from the game. He wouldn't have let him on the bus. And the stuff he used to do to players then, if he did it now, he'd be, like, doing time at Leavenworth. Like, nowadays, everyone, seriously, it's so soft. Like, you're not allowed to yell at anybody or anything else. So I don't even know how you coach anymore, but I still see, you know, I go around watching a lot of games, high school, college, otherwise. I still see coaches yelling. I still everywhere I go I see coaches yelling at players uh it's how they do it I guess it's differently is that I think one of the things that uh people don't realize Knight was 66 310 pounds at his peak <laughs> I mean he was big like, he was a big dude he played at Ohio State he was enormous and uh he was not 310 I said he could hit a golf ball 310 yards but he was he was uh six six you know 250 260. He was a big boy. Uh, I, I'll never forget because uh, when I was around him, I was always uh, enamored with his size and how big he was and how intimidating he was. Because, you know, when someone's smarter than you and bigger than you and more intimidating and, and you know, that's a cocktail for uh, – you're going to be at the short end of the stick at some capacity or another. When the guy's bigger, more intimidating, and smarter than you, and you know he's smarter than you, that's where your problems start, right? So I think when he was there, and when he was at Indiana and, and at West Point, I mean, this guy was like Patton in terms of running these teams. And you did what he said, and that's that. And uh, you did it right. You did it the right way. And you did it over and over again 5 million times. And then if someone screws it up after that, then they uh, deal with his wrath. I mean, this guy, he would light people up like no one's business. Like nobody's business. So uh, Oklahoma State ends up winning the game. They got away with it, Mafia. 74-69. I had Oklahoma State to win and getting the two outright, the upset. And I did it today on Coast to Coast. Uh, I am surprised. I'll be honest with you. I, I'm surprised that the blown two-point lead with 2.8 seconds left didn't cost them. Because in my world, when you have it and you're playing a good team, a ranked team, and they're in your building and you have the game won and then you let it slip through your fingers at the end of regulation and you go to overtime, I think 8 out of 10 dentists prefer you're going to lose the game. <laughs> Once you blow it in reg, you're gonna lose it in overtime. So I'm impressed, Mafia, that they won it in overtime. That they actually got the W. And you know, I think they they need it. Uh, they're 16 and two in um, in the last 18 home games. Uh, the Cowboys uh, they get it done. Cunningham had 20. It is what it is. Uh, but I, you know, I'm telling you, I thought they'd lose when they blew that lead at the end.
2: Yeah, and you know, the, the thing, too, that was more surprising is not just that they won, but I think that they won kind of in the end of that overtime on defense. I mean, that second play that you thought was a foul, when you go and look back, at least to me, I also thought it was a foul straight up, and then when I saw it later on on the replay, the guy came from the weak side to me and got the clean block, and then the other guy comes in, might have made some contact, but by that time, the ball's already gone. So I think that the big plays so in the end for them were the defensive ones. I got
1: so the guy, you're telling me, so the guy you think that went in, the white boy that went in against the two brothers for the dunk, and he swatted his shot, uh, you didn't
2: think that guy got fouled? I thought there was contact or after the, the block. I thought that the guy got the clean block, and then they both ran into him afterwards. Okay, but well, listen, that that's, as you
1: know, <laughs> that's not the way basketball works in terms of if he goes up and goes for the dunk and the guy blocks the shot, fantastic but if they still foul the crap out of him it's a foul <laughs> okay it, you have to land there is an there's an after shot and there's a landing and they always talk about they've taken away his landing space well that would be akin to what we just saw the the white boy goes in for the dunk the two guys annihilate the the shot with by blocking it right but then they they fouled the crap out of him I mean, that guy got fouled. <laughs> that's just all there is to it. And therefore, he's shooting too. Because he was going in for a dunk, got swatted, but fouled at the same time after the fact. But you still, after the fact, when he hits that, misses that dunk on the swat, he still can't foul the crap out of him and, and level him out of bounds and not you know, even let him land without contact. It's That's a foul. It is what it is.
2: Yeah, but I mean, you gotta give at least those guys credit for getting back and, and making the play there. Whether you like it or not, they got the call. Both of them got back and <laughs> they, they chased down. Like that should have been an easy play for him. He steals it at a half court. He should be going in for a dunk. And those both those guys get back and you know, make a play.
1: Right. Well, so listen, the guys that blocked it, that was great. What was better was is that they got away with it. <laughs> Unless I'm yeah. mistaken, they didn't call. They didn't call the foul. So they did not. the That's reason right. the reason they showed the the play. On the highlights after the game was because, <laughs> in my opinion, it's because that was a foul. That was a, that was a huge non-call. They didn't they didn't call a foul when the guy literally it was a great block, but he got annihilated. So you you know they're always talking about they you got to give them landing space, right? They've got to be able to finish the, the 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 basketball play by landing. Now if a guy gets blown out. <laughs> after a missed dunk and a swatted shot, and two guys crash into him, and one of them limps off the court because they all crash so heavily under the basket. You can't tell me that's not a foul. In any in any world, when a, when a guy gets annihilated, it's a foul. That's it. I mean, I, it's one thing if the guy falls on his own and annihilates himself, but when he's tangled with two bodies underneath, there's three of them. It was like an orgy. And all I know is is that's a foul, and I'm not root. The game was already uh, the game. Well, I guess it may, may have not been already over because that was, uh, you know, they were down, and here's this steal, and the guy's gonna go in and dunk it, and they swat it. It was a great swat, but I thought they fouled him. And uh, I don't know how. I don't know what the score was at the time of the foul, but it is what it is they didn't get it done, uh, I don't even think that play matters. I mean, it, it was, a. I thought, a, a non-call that was huge at the time. But they still lost the game, and Oklahoma State got the job done, and they got the buckets they needed. I thought that Cunningham roller under the basket when he was standing there, and there were two guys in his face, and he was basically facing the other direction and threw it up, and it rolled around the rim and went in. And that was his 20th points. I thought that bucket was huge. And, uh, they, they finished them off and they got the, they got the win. By the way, USC blew out Oregon tonight, Mafia. Did you see that? Were you surprised that they blew them out? And were you surprised that Duke actually, you know, blew out Syracuse?
2: I was surprised Duke blew out Syracuse because not that Syracuse is having a great season, but, you know, I don't think Duke is that good. I I think that the wins over you know, Wake and NC State mean nothing to me, you know, because they're not good teams, but Cuse is at least a decent team. I thought that should have been much tighter than it was, uh, I'm a little surprised that USC blew out Oregon, although the Mobley kid is unstoppable for USC. That kid is amazing. That He might be, you know, if he's not drafted number one, he's number two then.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, they got the brothers on that team. So, uh, they got two of them. And, i you know, they average. They, they could light it up. We were talking about them last week on Coast to Coast when they both had over 20 in a game, so... They obviously had it going tonight against Oregon. It's all on the bench.
0: Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. As you continue listening to Sports Grid, ask yourself. And be honest. Am I listening enough? Probably not. 16 hours a day. That's all we ask. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network.
1: He doesn't play enough punk music for me, uh, in terms of you know my tastes. He just doesn't. It's not like it's something he worries about, but he doesn't. That was a solid riff he had going right there. You could feel it. Uh, remember today we were like, yeah, uh, the Abs own the uh, the nights. We were talking to JT about it. JT the Brick was on the show, and we were, you know, they he went to the Tahoe experience. And then uh, the Avs won the game at night, Saturday night, when they played at midnight east. And uh, they had beat them twice in a row. And then tonight, um, in Rotto at the Pepsi can, uh, Vegas beat them 3 nothing. So, so much for the Avs own the Vegas Golden Knights, right? So, those two, like, I think they've split now. I could be wrong, but I think it may be two apiece. Is it split two apiece?
2: Yeah, the uh, I think the Vegas won the first one when Colorado came back, one nothing, and then or it might have been I think Colorado won one nothing, and then Vegas won three two, then Colorado won three two, and then Vegas won three nothing. Wow! So all under under uh, games two for you know two teams that like to put the puck in the net a lot.
1: Yeah, so uh, I saw it tonight actually. Uh, right now, the Coyotes uh, with eight minutes left are up four three on the Ducks. The Wild 2-1 on the Sharks in the second, and still just uh, under 17 minutes left in the second. So a lot of hockey left there. They've already scored three. And then in the third, in the desert, Coyotes up 4-3 on the Ducks. And then Lightning doubled up the Canes after they shut them out for Zip. The Canes did that to the Lightning. The Lightning returned serve with a 4-2 win over the Canes in Raleigh. The Flames went to Toronto and beat the Leafs 3-0, a huge shutout there on the road in Toronto. Can you imagine? I mean, that's impressive. David Riddich made 34 saves for his first shutout of the season and fourth of his career. That's enormous. Monaghan had a goal and an assist. Kachuk, a goal and an assist for the Flames. A big win that could get them rolling. Two power play goals. Those two guys had a power play goal each. Very impressive. Panthers 3-1 over the Stars. The Islanders 3-2 over the Sabres. Kings went to St. Louis and beat the Blues 3-0 nothing. Jonathan Quick, 31 saves. How about your boy, Dustin Brown? Two goals for the L.A. Kings. Haven't heard his name in a while. Maybe I'm just tripping. But there you have it. Uh, The Lakers now, their lead down to eight over the Wizards at Staples. And there's 249 left in the third, so they got a lot of ball left in that one. The Heat won in Oak City, 108-94. Bulls by 20 over the Rockets. They kicked their ass in H-Town. I gave you the Bulls today and the Heat to win. Mavs to win 102-92. They beat the Grizzlies in Dallas. Suns over the Blazers by 32 in the Valley. They smoked them. No game time. Jazz, how about that? Uh, 132, 110 over the Hornets in Salt Lake. Shakers, they get it done and blow out LaMelo and company on the road out in Utah. They should have gone to uh, Alta skiing instead. You know what I mean? We told you uh, some of the college basketball, USC beat Oregon, Duke eighty-five, seventy-one 71 over Syracuse, just in terms of uh, you know some of the bigger ones. And then uh, Oklahoma State, 74-69 in overtime over Texas Tech. Uh, New Mexico beat Air Force by eight. Sam Houston by six over Lamar. They didn't cover Mercer. Blew out Citadel. Drake by 11 over Evansville. Elon, big, almost doubled up. William & Mary, Texas State by five over Arkansas State. uh, And then St. Mary's by five over Pepperdine. They didn't cover Moorhead. Uh, fifty six forty eight over Edwardsville, Sau Edwardsville, and then Louisiana by a bucket over Arlington, Monroe by four over Rock, Little Rock, Greensboro seventy seven fifty six over West Carolina, Eastern Kentucky eighty seven sixty five over Southeast Missouri State, and Liberty beat North Alabama by twenty. There you go. It's all happening. I know uh, tomorrow in college rack, Louisville hosting Notre Dame. You got LSU at Georgia, St. John's at Nova in Pharrell, Philadelphia. There's some other games, too, that I saw. St. Louis and VCU in Richmond, Illinois at the Breslin against Michigan State, West Virginia at TCU, Georgia Tech at Vautech in Blacksburg, Florida at Auburn, Iowa State at Baylor. Penn State at Nebraska. How about Kansas at Texas in Austin? Oklahoma's in Manhattan against Kansas State. Washington's at Arizona State. Old Miss at Missouri in Columbia. And then a little Big East action. UConn in D.C. against the Hoyas of Georgetown. All of that tomorrow. I know you're uh, excited about that. Now it's a five-point game with the Lakers up on the Wizards. Mavia, you never told me what you thought of the um, the kid that uh really at the end of the day humiliated himself uh for going after cam newton at his little football camp
2: i, mean, I think you said it right there i mean the kid humiliated himself i mean he makes himself look like an idiot to everyone online and i'm sure he thought he was cool at the moment now all his friends you know seeing him on there probably be like dude what the hell are you doing like you're at this guy's camp. It's not even like this is like some random kid on the street, sees Cam Newton, gives him heat or, you know, at a Patriots practice during the season or something. Like you're at Cam Newton's camp and you're gonna go try to to punk the guy. Like, who are you? You know, especially with you know, oh well, you're gonna be poor. You're a free agent, like you're gonna be poor, like the dude's made over a hundred million dollars just in salary. Forget how much he's made off of that stupid yogurt commercials, you know, things like that, and the Campbell soup and whatever else he did. Like this guy made a ton of money. Like you're there for to learn from this guy. You want to be what he is—a Heisman Trophy winner, an NFL MVP. Like this isn't some guy who you know plays backup quarterback his whole career in the NFL. Sure, is you know he's got a little downhill from where he was because of the injuries and stuff. But I just thought the kid was a clown. But that's completely what the culture is right now—is all these kids that are entitled that think they're better than everybody. Like he's a nobody. Kevin Newton's a superstar. You know, may not be the same level as he was, but still is. And this kid's just trying to take him down like he's some badass. And then, you know, it doesn't look great on Cam either going back at the kid. But then, you know, you see the clips afterwards where he's, like, flat out talking to the kid just trying to, like, have a conversation with him. The kid's still being a jerk. It's like, no, dude, I'm trying to, like, what did you do? Like, I'm trying to get to know you right now and find out where you're coming from. Like, why are you being a tool still? Like, the coach was getting involved. And I I give Cam credit for that. That Like, he didn't just go, you know, have this little tiff with the kid and then be like, forget this kid and go, like, report him to someone or do whatever. Like, he went to to squash the beef and actually, like, Try to have a positive impact on this kid, the kid was still being right. a tool.
1: Well, I think that uh first of all, that the kid uh somebody, obviously a coach or his parents, uh got to him and made him uh apologize and then suddenly uh, he had all this great wisdom and uh had had seen the light. He had seen the light and that he had uh realized how uh poor he acted. And then uh, the bottom line is uh, it just didn't go well for him. And then someone convinced him to go apologize. And then people are like, well, it's so good that uh, thank God he apologized because uh, he sure made an ass of himself uh, earlier. But, you know, thank God he apologized for his behavior and learned his lesson. And I actually – I don't think he learned his lesson at all. I think that he – Uh, made a fool of himself, and then I'm sure his friends turned on him as well. I'll bet they all started making fun of him after he uh it all went south. Like his big plan to attack Cam Newton at his own football camp, uh, just it, it backfired on him because he, you know, obviously challenged him, he wanted to see if he could make him snap. That's what he was doing. And he started mocking him and making fun of him. And uh, I thought that Cam Newton really summed it up in, you know, two words. I'm rich. And then no one likes hearing that. But the reality is he is rich. And that's what makes the world go around uh, nowadays. I know some people may not agree with that, but... uh, Let's face facts. In sports, in television, in life, who isn't about money? Seriously. I mean, at the end of the day, are you kidding me? If you think Cam Newton went to uh, play at Auburn and win a Heisman and win a national championship and then go play in the NFL and be an MVP and play in a Super Bowl and make a couple hundred million dollars in his career easily, uh, how emphatic was he? Just, I'm rich. It don't matter what you think of me. <laughs> and then he could have really gone on a, a tear with, you know, <laughs> I'm Cam and Newton, but he just tried to help the kid. And I thought the kid made an ass of himself. And then, you know, that's obviously, in my opinion, someone else convincing him to apologize. Uh, that That's when you're forced to apologize and you don't mean it. Right. When you're a kid. Like Ted Cruz. When you're a you, yeah, you're a. You're, that's right. Or when you're a kid and you don't know any better, and you're just like, yeah, and like what I would have been like, and it wouldn't have gone over well. I would have been like, and, and Mafia knows I would have done this. I would have been. <laughs> here's what I would have said. I would have said, listen, I just want to say how sorry I am because they're making me say it. <laughs> that would be a whole nother controversy. I would have just said that. I, I'm here to apologize because they're forcing me to. That's exactly what they did to the kid, and uh, you know whatever. And then he like I, I I read it or something. I saw something about like you know I'm my plan is to play you know whatever like college football and go to the next level and. Uh, certainly hope that it doesn't jeopardize my chances to succeed in life, uh, my my failure at the uh, Cam Newton camp, you know, whatever. And he, But he was still, like, trying to sell his future. He was like, I just want to play college ball and pro ball, so hopefully this won't detract from that because I'm an asshat. Sorry about that. I still want to be a star player. But, you know, it really goes to show you, uh it really does right like none of these kids respect anybody so let alone some guy that's made it completely and had a a hell of a career any way you slice it he'll go down as one of the all-time greats uh in college football in uh auburn and certainly he's the number one quarterback that the Carolina Panthers are are ever going to have. Up until this point, he is the man. So I don't see any of their quarterbacks even coming close to doing the things he did on the ground and through the air or wins or anything else. Yards, yards, uh, running the ball, touchdowns. He owns every record in franchise history, every single one of them. And he's made a couple hundred million dollars. So who's the sucker? He, He wins. And they'll never forget him. But we'll forget that kid. I'm just glad that I, I heard so many people say today. I'm so glad that he apologized. So glad. I'm not. I just I don't I don't care about his apology. I know he didn't mean it.
0: Ah the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads.
1: All right, Uh Pharrell on the bench. So Cam Newton said that he uh, he's not going anywhere. I can't go out like that. I hear all that talk. My pride won't allow me to do it. There aren't 32 guys better than me. Boom, end quote. So he wants to keep playing, and uh, I'm sure he will. I would think he'll get some kind of gig one way or the other in the NFL. I don't think he's finished either, but, you know, he had to deal with a lot. He had COVID everything else, so... He had to deal with a lot. He had a few good games for them. You can't even deny it. He, he had moments. Uh, but overall, I thought that team sucked. I thought that team was bad. I didn't think he had anything uh, to play with there. Uh, I thought they were just flat out uh, bad. It, they had hit a wall, right? That Their, their luck had finally run out and Brady was gone, and they, bottom line, they still had Belichick, but they had no real talent anywhere other than a few guys here and there, McCourty's, whatever, Gilmore, et cetera, that people get overwhelmed by, but they just didn't matter anymore. So how could he make them? Like, What's he going to take over and make them better, make them unstoppable? And uh, the other thing I just wanted to say, uh, the Kevin Mather, the guy out in the CEO, Of the Mariners, president and CEO. (laughs) Could you imagine this guy? Could you imagine this guy went down to the Rotary Club and just started spewing all kinds of hate and and vitriol? The guy was down there. He he was bashing Japanese players, interpreters, everything, complaining about money, slamming players. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Front office people. He was doing everybody, Mafia. That guy's having a bad day. He lost his gig, his power, his big fat paycheck with that uh, major league, you know, president and CEO. You're, you're making that fat stack, and then it's all gone because you went out of the rotary club. I'll see you tomorrow at four on Coast to Coast on Sports Grid at Night.